Welcome to the We Are Alive Fancast. And now, your host, Mr. Redbeard and Mick. Okay, let's see who's next. We've got. got Mr. Eric Williams, who is... That's Funky Dung, isn't it? Funky Dung! Funky Dung, let's bring him into the show here. And I'll unmute... Oh, maybe... No, I just muted him back, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, Funky Dung, right? Yes, it is. Can you hear me? I can. Yes. It seemed like it chopped for a second there, but I think we're good. Okay, good, because I didn't even bother to test my system before I got on this. Oh, well, and I gotta say, your picture is showing up so much better resolution than on... So much uh, better resolution on Twitter... Excuse me. What I'm trying to say is your picture here is so much better than the resolution on Twitter. Oh, and okay. I couldn't tell if it was a cartoon on Twitter, and right now I can tell it's definitely a real human face. Is that you? Yes, it is. Is that your mustache right now? Yes, it is. Oh, is, my God. That is amazing. <laughs> okay, so if this is a, if you're listening in podcast form, uh, Funky Dung here has a mustache. I, I don't know how to describe it. It's got mustache. That hugs no, his face. No chin hair. And then it like slides down into a chin strap beard, but it never goes down to the chin. It no, looks... look up uh, uh, Allah Suvarov. Say it, what? It, Suvarov. It, Suvarov. A, yeah. Okay. It, yeah, it's a, it's a variant of the uh, uh, friendly mutton chops. <laughs> that is classic, man. You're not a like a Civil War reenactor or anything, are you? No, no. <laughs> I know a couple, and they sometimes do some funny, uh, funny facial hair. No, I just got bored with the same old, same old. Right. So you got to get a lot of good reactions, like with that. Oh, oh yeah. Well, my, most of the weird reactions are from my wife. <laughs> she doesn't like it. Oh my gosh. I mean, I this is I don't know thirty fourth different thing that I've tried, and every time I come out of the bathroom after shaving, she just looks at me, what did you do to your face? <laughs> <laughs> Same thing I've been doing for a while, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, uh, I guess that's enough of a mustache fan cast. Let's get back to the Weird Life <laughs> fan cast. What's, do you have any cool, uh, or not cool, I just, did you have anything you awesome. wanted to share with us tonight? I, awesome. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I, just a couple random things. So I, I've never understood the the Peg's hate. Not that I love her, but I don't hate her. Right. Oh man. Um, but but I had uh, thinking of hate. I had an epiphany while you guys were talking. Um, oh, sorry, I don't know what's happening. This problem with the Good hate Lord. here. But I, I had an epiphany uh, when you guys were talking. If if uh, CJ is supposed to be KC, then that totally makes sense as to why he's bothered by us hating her. Oh. I kind of uh, twins in my brain, too, just like you said. And uh, I never thought about it till um, Was it Todd that said it just now? Was that yes. Todd? Somebody okay, yeah. said it, yeah. Till either Todd or Litz said it. I'm pretty sure it was Todd. No, now I'm conflicted. I don't know. I hate that. Maybe they'll say <laughs> it in the... Uh, hang on. I'm, I'm yeah. not conflicted. I have, I have unrelenting hate for CJ. <laughs> you know... I think what it, what it is with me is she seems like she's manipulating everything. And if it's not on purpose, then it kind of undermines her, you know, title as being this great planner and forward thinker. Yeah, well, actually, I'm thinking of it more from a, a storytelling standpoint. Um, and, you know, I'm sure I'll get flack for this because, you know, I'm criticizing the great Casey Whelan. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, as much as I love uh, We're Alive... Um, I, I sort of feel like CJ is being forced on us. That, you know, here, you're going to like this character. No, really, you're going to like this character. No, no, really, really, I'm going to put her through this arc, and you're going to like this character. And we're all saying, no, this is Scrappy-Doo. <laughs> right. <laughs> Make her go away. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, I kind of felt, and this isn't, you know, I'm not talking bad about Casey at all here, but when we talked to him and he, he said that it might have a little bit of gender inequality there, I thought there, that was somewhat fair, but then I also felt like, hey, that's not fair. Yeah, I didn't, I, that I didn't like her. You can't say gender inequality, but <laughs> I can see what he's saying though. It's that might be playing a factor, and hopefully it's not. And I would hate to think that it is, but I and, thought she was just annoying no because knock. I don't like micromanagers in uh in general. And that's no knock to Constance because she's oh, pretty no. cool. Oh no no no! She hey, hold she's one good. second, guys. I'm sorry. I'm getting a message here that says a hangout will end if I continue broadcasting content. I'm not authorized to use. 
Nobody's playing like music in the background, are they? Uh, anybody who's in the hangout with us, if you're playing any music or anything like that, I don't know, maybe that it hears it, but it's telling me that it's going to end on, uh, if that it could just end, I don't know. I don't know where it's getting that from. And if you're in the chat stream or anything and it does end, we'll launch another one back up and get it going again. Sorry, not sure what that message is. And sorry to interrupt you there, Funky Dung. But oh no, that's that's fine. Um, yeah, we, we were we were talking about uh, Constance, and she's she's great. You know, I've I've got nothing against the actress. Um, it's just the character I despise. <laughs> oh yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. But um, switching gears, um, somebody brought up one of my favorite topics: uh, Skittles being evil. <laughs> so you've thought about this one then before? I've been I have been thinking about this um, since at least when we heard the reminiscence of when Ink gets let into Dunbar. Um, because it was Dunbar he got let into, right? Right. He let yes. in there, then he, he, didn't he let himself into the tower? Yeah. He put, put some of the code in? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, he was let into the other one. Right. So... Chat room, after, if, we're, if we're wrong, let us, they'll let us know for sure. Yeah. But, if it, but when everything goes down um, and then somebody tries to speak to Duncan... Um, he doesn't respond to his name. And I think everybody was assuming that that meant that he had just gone cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs um, and just couldn't respond. But my instantaneous reaction to that when I listened to the episode the first time was, that's not his real name. That he has, you know, and he is freaking out, but while he's freaking out, he's reverting back to his true identity. And so when somebody calls him by his cover name, he doesn't respond. Ah. So do you belong to... Uh... The group that thinks he might be this Cohen guy, or do you but, just know he's? Do you just think he might not be Duncan? I, I just think he might not be Duncan. I'm not really ready to step out on the limb to say that he's he's Cohen. Okay. Um, I mean, I think that's a, a decent uh, hypothesis, but I I don't see enough evidence to really uh, hang my hat on. Yep. Another red shirt says uh, that makes Skittles Judas. <laughs> he let them in. <laughs> and you're getting a lot of. If you don't see the chat window, you're getting a lot of mustache love. <laughs> oh no, I wasn't even reading. Oh man, it's just <laughs> one after the other. That mustache requires 38.7 percent more testosterone to grow than I currently have. Deacon says. <laughs> <laughs> no, I completely That's missed that. Awesome. Man, I'm having fun, Redbeard. This is great. Yeah, this is. This is going a lot smoother than I thought it would. It really is once we got going. Hopefully they don't just promptly end our stream for some reason. Yeah, that'd be unfortunate. I don't know why. I don't know. Hey, if, you, if you're in the Hangout and you were playing music, even though you're muted, would you let us know in the chat and see if that affected it? Because we need to know that for any of these future shows. We're, we're not going to boot you. Yeah, we're not going to boot you. Sorry so, about the funky dunk. No, that's right. So I don't want to uh, uh, monopolize time, but did you guys want to talk about some of those symbols, the the things that I, I dumped links in the forum for? Yeah, was that hermeticism? Is that how you say that? I Well, that's what I'm assuming because um, I've been educated by Google. <laughs> right. Well, <you> just, <laughs> it's not like I took a course on any of this stuff. The search engine. Oh, I'm also yeah. a member of that alumni. <laughs> <laughs> Class of 2014. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, what did you find? I wasn't able to look it up. Uh, well, so people have brought up alchemy before, um, and there are some al alchemical symbols on his tattoos. But uh, alchemy is also sometimes part of a larger belief system, um, and it includes uh, astrology and some elements of worship and what have you. Um, and what really made it stick out for me was, and I don't remember what exactly you guys said, but you were talking about the Eye of Horus or the Eye of Thoth or uh, whichever eye it was, um, and you had said that you had interpreted it a little bit differently and your Google search landed you with uh, Golden Dawn. Right. And Golden Dawn is a, uh, a hermetic group. Like the, the full title is the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. Okay. I think that was the... Triangle with cross. Yes. Oh. I'm remembering that correctly. Okay. But yeah, right. either I'm sure it leads us to the same place. Okay. Actually, and that does remind me, because uh, one of your previous call-ins brought up a symbol that was similar to sulfur. So sulfur is the one that's the, the triangle with the cross underneath, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, yes, 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 it okay. is. Somebody brought up a cross, uh, excuse me, a triangle with a, like a double cross underneath. Um, and I was just looking that up. That's phosphorus, if anybody cares. Well, the the cross with the triangle, I think I spotted that on Ink's face. I'd have to go back and look. Right, but somebody had mentioned a, a triangle with a double cross. It was somebody who had, had just been on tonight. 
So. Okay, yeah, we'll have to. I think that was redshirt. Might bring it up. Okay. So, but anyway, but so this whole hermetic business, uh, um, it dates back to the late 19th century. It uh, it is uh, sort of the origin of organized science as we see it today, in a way. Um, that they kind of uh, formalized a lot of scientific method and what have you. Yes, it was mixed in with a lot of mumbo jumbo type stuff, but I mean, this is these kinds of orders were how these kind of things kind of got organized, um, or at least that's how I'm understanding what I'm reading. And like I said, Google <laughs> class of 2014. So if somebody wants to correct me, <laughs> go for it. Um, but my my point is is that this all seems to be a mystery cult kind of deal, um, and. I know somebody said that uh, we're done with the family, but I'm not so sure. Hmm. Well, I'm just, that's what, because I, I, I thought the same thing. And Casey, he, he live tweets when he listens through, mm-hmm. and he replied back. He said, uh, it would be safe to assume that all family storylines are done. Now, I, would, I, would, I wouldn't care at all if he was throwing us off and just trying to make us think that. Oh, well, I guess I could see a way that the family storylines would be completely done, but we would just learn a piece of information that linked things together so that the family was not just this often left field thing unrelated to Ink and his minions and what have you. Yeah, it seems so simple. If that's all that happened, it seemed just like a simple mafia-type deal, and now that that story's over, whereas it seems like we're, we were kind of expecting there to be more stuff to it, especially somebody said earlier about... Uh, you know, maybe them being tied to some really ancient orders or religions. I don't really remember what was said. But it, yeah, and the, really other, the other side of that is uh, they could just be one cog in that whole machine. So I, I'm curious to find out if there's something else that the family was involved in, but it doesn't. we're not necessarily going to learn more about the family itself. Right. I keep coming back to Angel's uh, ring with the symbol of the three interlocking rings um, that... That seems like more than just a, a representation of maybe three families together. That again, that seems like it might link into the whole uh, mystery cult business. Um, especially with somebody had brought up that Dry knew what was coming. Huh. Oh, yeah, I do was, remember something about that. I think I read it on the forums forever ago. Actually, well, actually, I think I saw somebody bringing it back up very recently and saying that uh, Dry had told Scratch that he knew what was coming next, and that's why he ordered the attack on the arena uh, with the tankers and what have you. And you know, it kind of let me scratch my head, you know, how did he know? Why did he know? So You got me. That's, that is, uh, is the word provocative? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not good at my words. Where's Google? <laughs> what do you mean? You guys don't have your thesaurus out this time? <laughs> I need I mean, to. I, I was loving that episode where you guys were looking for every possible synonym for awesome. <laughs> yeah. I'm having a pretty icy time right now myself. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't see how that was going to be one of those kind of words. Hey, Funky, uh, let's run through these predictions real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, Who Lives or Dies, Michael. Is yeah, I think, live, he, I think he's going to live. He's going to be alone and miserable, probably. Oh, boy. Yeah. Saul? I, I'm inclined to say, no, he doesn't survive. Oh, wow. Let's see. I think, uh, he's, I think he might go out in some heroic way to save the life of his wife and child. That would be sweet. Let's see. What about Bert? Uh, no, I don't think Bert's going to survive. And, and actually, I, I predicted earlier that what was going to end up happening was that uh, Riley was, is going to uh, do something bold and rash and stupid to try to kill Scratch, she's going to get killed uh, in the process, and Bert is going to sacrifice himself to uh, to get revenge, basically, to to <laughs> totally to finally finish off Scratch. That it's yeah. it's going to be the kind of deal where you know he'll pull the pin out of a grenade and blow them both up. I could see that happening. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and then he would have some epic one of his epic uh, movie lines. Oh, yeah. Hasta la vista, baby. You know something dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting about, on the sidelines eating a tuna fish sandwich as the bomb goes off. So you're calling Scratch dies then along with that same theory. So yeah, I just that one. I guess I really don't see any storytelling use in keeping Scratch alive. You know that 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 arc has to finish and yeah, she just has to she has to die. I mean and and maybe it won't be Bert, you know, maybe maybe she will join up with the quote good guys and 
and die in a big final battle with Ink and his minions. But I just I just don't see a storytelling purpose to keeping Scratch alive. Right. Yeah, I thought more of uh, it was it would be more bold to say she lives because I think that I think she's got to die. I mean, this makes the most sense. Yeah. No matter what, no matter what way she goes out, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. How about how about Datu? Is he gonna make it out of this somehow, some way? Boy, I really wish he would. Um, I think. I think he's probably going to have to go out in some self-sacrificial ma- manner. Okay. That I don't know if he's going to sort of half turn and take out a behemoth or something. I I, I don't know. I just with his strong arm. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. I just I just I don't know. As much as I really want the guy to live, I think Casey's going to torture us to death with stringing us along and then make sure that he dies. Um, and. Yeah, I don't know. I just have this sneaking suspicion that he's going to go out in some very appropriately noble way. Right. Uh, I think I think the, the the arc between him and Hope hasn't been fully explored, and that's kind of just dangling on the vine. And so perhaps he needs to sacrifice himself to save her. I can see that. And uh, before we move on, real quick, hey guys, if you're in the chat and you want to join the call, uh, we're going a little bit long here, but I think we're both having a good time. I've got plenty. I've got time, Redbeard. Do you want to keep going? I'm in. Okay, so if anybody else wants to join the call, uh, join the show, down on the bottom in the About section, there's the link to the show. You can just click that. It's going to install whatever the Hangout business is it needs to do, and it'll throw you in here. And when you get in here, uh, you start out muted, and then we'll we'll kind of bring you in, uh, in in the order that you joined. And sorry about that, Funky Dung. I've interrupted you so many times. That's all right. How about I'm pegs? Confused. I'm used to being interrupted. <laughs> You're very gracious about it. And that's what the duct tape is for. <laughs> that's how you know oh, it's yes. working. Oh, hey, duct tape is, is, is important. It's, it's like the force. It has a light side and a dark side, and it holds the universe together. <laughs> I, I dare you to take off your mustache with some duct tape. Oh, can, can man. I, can, why would I just randomly say that? I don't... It's like I thought it, you know, for some reason, and then I just said it. I don't. It's sorry called about that. an internal editor. <laughs> right. What's that? It, it <laughs> How about pegs? Lives, dies. I don't see any use in killing her. She's gonna live. Okay. And I don't even say that because I, you know, I'm I'm not in the hate pegs crowd. I just don't. I don't see a purpose in killing her off. Only way she dies is if Scratch kills her. Is what I think. But I think she. I'll think she'll but, live. Yeah, but if she do, if she does die, I think it would be funny to have her squashed under a cow. <laughs> <laughs> She'd be oh. the one person alive still in the colony with a cat. After all, it sounds like uh, she helps out Casey so much uh, with this show and getting a lot of things done with it. For her to go out like that would just be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's see. Yeah. Uh, is Randy is he a good guy? Any chance of that? I think uh, he's a disinterested third party. Well, maybe maybe not disinterested, but I don't. He's not on Randy at all side, or he's not on Michael at all side, nor is he on uh, Ink at all's side. You know, I, I think he is his own entity unto himself, and is sort of in a Shakespearean way saying uh, a pox on both your houses. Um, he's pissed off that he's still a quasi alive. Right. Um, but he's got no love for Ink, so uh, I think he's kind of out for himself and would be happy if both groups would croak. And see, that seems to fit with that show of dominance that the uh, numbered one put on to the regular zombie at the Ground Zero, <laughs> which was awesome. I, I want to know more about why that happened. I'm not sure what you're talking about. Refresh me. Um, at Inglewood, when the the this one was skinny, the number ones, the little ones, uh, it jumped on top of a regular zombie and pinned it down. When oh. when it was Victor and Tanya were out there g- gathering the air samples. Oh, 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 yeah, that one. I don't know. I guess I sort of just saw that as a a food chain kind of thing. Yeah. Well, and after that last episode at the jail, that, that <laughs> seems to play out too. Hey, I'm gonna go grab a drink real quick, Redbeard. If you can keep this going. One minute. <laughs> Sorry, there's no like side channel here I can use that I know of yet. How do, I wanted to unmute other people as we do this too, because I'm curious what their take is on some of the subjects. Let's see. So I think Todd, you can unmute if you want, and Adam. Done. So did, am I reading too much into the play of dominance, or is that a food chain thing? Are they fighting for sustenance, or? Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, really. Um, 
I like the idea of, yeah, it's a food chain idea of if you can't find regular people to bite, then the Inklings are going to go after the uh, regulars, I guess. Uh, I could also see the dominance angle as well. Uh, it's kind of hard to say without knowing a little, like, just... He gives us just enough to uh, basically make it really difficult to say one way or the other. And I, I'm hoping we find out more details about how the the little ones were created because it it always seemed like they they were created in the basement of the uh, hospital, and I, I just want to see that play out a little bit more. Yeah, it seems that way. Um, we could go into crackpot territory, and it's <laughs> my favorite place to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I've always been the just the like random somebody say crackpot. Yes. The random out of the back of my head idea is the Inklings actually came from uh, the Haze at Inglewood. So they're not actually human at all. They're what came from the holes in the ground. Oh. Yeah, and as they've grown in our atmosphere, you know, they just keep getting bigger. Um, But that's why, you know, number seven was able to survive there is that's where he came from. Of course he's going to. Um... But they're able yeah. to turn others into number ones like them, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, it's just a slightly disconnected version of ourselves, really. Hmm. So, I, yeah, I know. It gets into real uh, way out there territory yeah. when you start I like talking it. that way. Yeah, yeah. it makes yeah. a lot more sense in, uh, than what we currently know about Ground Zero, which is hardly anything, except there's some haze there. Right, right. <laughs> Die or turn. Yeah, which a fun thing you can actually just by the good old Googler, uh, you can find information on times where things like that have just happened throughout history, where it's just like the Earth exploded, and it wasn't necessarily a volcano, but a specific one I'm thinking of is Lakai, which is in Iceland, and uh, just a dormant volcano opened and just started spewing phosphoric acid into the air. Um, Basically knocking out, killing 25% of the life around there. Oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fun what you can find on Google. <laughs> I'm going to look that one up. That sounds cool. Yeah, I didn't yeah, take well. that Google class. <laughs> <laughs> and that hey, do, we, from a, do we just want to open it up and see what, what happens, Redbeard? Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. we got a red shirt still muted. Did he request to be muted? Uh, like I think that? he's muted himself. Oh, there we go. Now I'm here. Now okay, I'm here. So, okay. Everybody awesome. in the Hangout, we've got... Uh, Mick here, Redbeard, yep, and Todd, and yep. Funky Dunk, and Adam, Adam. I don't know if he's on the call talking. I'll turn it back up here. I was gonna uh, say yeah. Uh, yeah. He said Funky Dunk and Richard. Uh, yeah, Todd. Back to that one volcano you were talking about, the Icelandic one. That's actually a news thing. I posted about it in the uh, one of the many zombie origin theories I've posted on the forum. Um, learned about it on the Skeptics Guide to the Universe. They, uh, in their yeah. science news, they mentioned the, uh, what you call it, the, uh, the anniversary of that Icelandic volcano. Um, it actually, That's... the fallout from that reached as far as France, if I'm not mistaken. It was late 1800s, I think it was. Uh, killed, exactly I think, right. 25% of the Icelandic population, partly due to fluorine poisoning, but also due to starvation because it killed off like something like half of the livestock on the island. Yep. Which yeah, is I, actually makes the Inglewood crack haze look small in comparison, yeah. honestly. Yeah, exactly. I think I'm pretty sure I it was one of those osmosis things where mm-hmm. I had that in the back of my head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I I'm fellow skeptic guy to the universe mm-hmm. guy. So Cool. Hey, and real quick, a little uh just I guess guided discussion, whatever. If uh, you're not talking, just mute on the side there if you can, or wherever you mute. I'm not sure where you can mute, but just mute if you're not talking, and then once you uh, once have something to say, just unmute. That way, since we have everybody unlocked here, just, it'll help uh, not have that just complete noise overload should it happen. Sorry about that. <laughs> Good. Let's Good see. Buzz I was kill McGinger over here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to kill the vibe. <laughs> Makes absolute hey, sense though. Todd, uh, we we created a few more questions since we talked to you earlier on. Uh, Datu, you say he lives or dies? Uh, I want to say he dies just because it needs to happen. It really needs to happen at this point in the story. Um, right. But hey, the way Casey's handling it right now, I don't know that he will, in truth. I think this, actually, I think the entire rest, he kind of hinted at it. I think the rest of the podcast is going to take up this two-week period that is Datu's turning period. 
my personal opinion is the end of the show will be the birth of Saul and Lizzie's kid and Datu's death. It, all within the same episode. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's going to be an action-packed two weeks here. Well, that's Sounds like that could be how it goes, too. Yeah. I mean, it, as much as I love the, you know, just way the hell out there theories, uh, you got to be reasonable at some point, and that's the logical way to handle the story, the way it goes right now. So. Very good. And I uh, had a couple more. Uh, you think any chance Randy's a good guy? Or I guess, uh, would you predict we went over that. that Randy's a good guy? Oh, we did? Yeah, yeah, see. that one we went over. Uh, the Skittles Ooh. thing, we didn't talk about. Okay, yeah. I, yeah. We were talking with uh, Funky Dung a while ago. I think you're getting them, the two of them confused. Mm. Well, my, my spreadsheet has Todd uh, missing the Randy good guy. I must have not captured it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's because we skipped my answer because I wouldn't say yes or no. Okay. I still, I still won't say yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, almost got him. Redbeard. <laughs> oh, bad. <laughs> uh, oh, back on the Skittles here. Face mm. the rainbow. <laughs> uh, I think too many people try to make too much into that character. Because the main reason I say that is the actor who portrays Skittles is not always available. And, I mean, he's the voice of Porky Pig. He's not going to be able to just pop in whenever Casey needs him. Um, For that reason alone, I can't see Skittles playing a more important role than he does. And that's Mm. just, that's my, pretty much my overall feeling on Skittles. Cool. Unless he's a linchpin and it's already recorded. Uh, you had to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering the same thing about Michael, since Jim Gleason's off in New Orleans. Is he being written less into the show than what he would have been this season? Yeah, but you could make the... the that's That makes me want to go into territory I, we probably should avoid, which was the Angel territory, is how much of Angel's storyline revolved around Shane Salk's involvement, you know. Right. I'm completely yeah. ignorant to that, except for the... I saw a post recently on the forums about uh, why did Shane leave. Yeah, I mean, it's that's all details. None of us really need to know at all, you yeah. know. But, uh, you know, it's like, yeah, that, I mean, the same situation with, you know, Jim Gleason is, I think you're completely right, would he be more involved if he was still local? Yeah, see, I was one thing. I guess the thing that made me think of that was this last part. It worked so well with Puck doing it, and I'm so glad that they were able to just continue to grow the legend of Puck and you know make us love him so much more. But I also thought, I wonder if Michael would have led that, uh, and if the story would have went a little differently if Datu wouldn't have forced his hand to stay with him if he'd been available. Just something interesting yeah. to think about. That's true. The thing I go back to with that whole situation is uh, we're in season four. We have these characters that came in in season three. Uh, We knew good and well that they're all going to die because they're not the main characters of the story. I can't see bringing someone in this late in the game and having them survive to the end. So, I mean, it sucks to say, but, you know, Robbins, Carl, and Muldoon all had to die. We needed someone to be able to tell the story that someone was Puck who was in charge. So, uh, in that situation, Casey pretty much took all four of them out of the scenario, just within that, you know, chapter part. Yeah, and another aside about that little piece with all of them dying, of course, Redbeard Knife being the the big heart of people we are, I guess. I don't know what it is. Are <laughs> we hoping one of them are alive? We've kind of tossed around the idea maybe somehow, some way, Robbins would die. Now, what you just said about them coming in late and we know they're going to die, it totally makes sense, but I just I don't want to believe that. I'm yeah, saying all this to say, as a guy I work with, who's he's not real big in the real life. He loves it, listens to it when it comes out every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about it for a minute, and that's about it. And he's, but he said, hey, he said, I think, I think that guy, uh, the big guy in there, you think, he, you think he lived? I just thought that was kind of odd that he asked that because he didn't get into any of the crazy theories or anything like that. Right. Well, that's and that's what a show like this is good for. Is I mean, yeah, that's what really drew me in was it just makes you think so much about just the little details like that. And once something like that sucks you in, you're just you're there and you become one of us basically. <laughs> so yeah. Car. Yes. Somebody exactly. did it. Join the hive. <laughs> exactly. 
I I love the, the the crow thing, but can I throw something out that I really don't like in in, in tinfoil land? Please do. Formic acid. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think I Wikipedia. I am I so Wiki- glad that whole ant thing died. <laughs> yeah, I think Wikipedia calls that a stub. <laughs> a stub. <laughs> <laughs> That's CJ. Whoa! Oh, man! <laughs> Too oh. soon. Wow. Wow. <laughs> oh. oh, I have no filter. Oh, God. <laughs> CJ. Oh. oh, that theory didn't have a leg to stand on. Identify yourself. It was kind of limp. Oh, that's great. No, did somebody just say going out on a limb? Mm. <laughs> oh, it's kind of limp. Oh, okay. Oh, man. That's good. Hey, you guys got any more crazy theories before we uh, wrap this show up? Um, well, I had one I thought of while any... uh, Todd was talking about that, too. I was wondering if maybe it comes to... Something you guys mentioned on the podcast a while back was about going back to the well to drink from it again in reference to going back to previous plot points that they've covered before. Um, Datu surviving because he's immune. I mean, we already have two suspected immune people in the, in the party already with uh, Tanya and Saul. It, it's a stretch to think that Datu could be immune. So what if they do have to come to the Mercy syringe and they do and eventually actually give it to him. But what if, for some strange reason, whatever the science behind that might be, it doesn't work when they inject him. And he turns anyway. (laughs) We've had so many uncomfortable moments lately that 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 would be really bad. What would be the action everybody's crying for? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because Datsu's already pretty strong. I don't know what he would turn into. Well, it stands to reason it. He'd probably be a smart one, which, given the whole good guy, bad guy idea behind Randy, it stands to reason that uh, Datsu would become a smart one and retain some level of his intelligence that he has. He could also be our first whiny zombie. (laughs) (laughs) I I love Datsu, but good lord. I just realized, uh, Redshirt, we didn't get your take on some of these predictions. All right, go ahead. Uh, Michael. Um, whether he lives or dies to see it through till the end? Yes. Oh, to live past through the end, yes. Well, I mean, I don't, you know, honestly, I mean, going through this entire series with the, you know, the plot and the, theory, the themes and the theories and who lives, who dies, I mean, I'm just kind of gumping it. I just take it as it comes and listen to it and enjoy it. Um you know, in the, the you know, in the forums, I kind of do go off on a you know <laughs> tangent to put it mildly. But with Michael, you know, considering he seems to be the primary narrator, um, I suspect just based on that, I think he might live through till the end. Um, one of the theories I somebody else posted. I'm sorry, I don't know who what your forum name is. Suggested several people may have suggested it that. The narration we're hearing in the story is actually um, Michael telling Saul's son about the stories about his parents and all of his parents' friends, which you know is a very small, simple theory, but carries so much weight. And I, I kind of like it. it. It sounds pretty good. So I think Michael might live to to the end and beyond. Well, that's a nice theory. Wow. How about uh? Need is more man tears. <laughs> mhm. Sorry, but yeah. I mean, it's I I kind of like it. It's pretty good. How about Saul and Bert? Um, Saul. Um, what kind of hap- What kind of ending are we going for? Happy ending? Sad oh, ending? This, this is your uh. This is, this is your time to guess all that. I'm. You know what? I'm thinking Saul might live through till the end. Because one of the things I'm worried about is the 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 colony, the group, tower rights, or whatever you want to call them, um, they're, for the most part, kind of degraded to Bronze Age level, sort of. I mean, they have electricity, kind of. (laughs) But childbirth under those circumstances, dicey at best, honestly. And I have a bad feeling that it might be... um, Shoot, her name escapes me now for a moment. Lizzie, Lizzie. Thanks, sorry. Man, and I call myself a fan. Gee whiz. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> oh, if you me. heard the stuff we don't air, oh my you, goodness! You've already got your. <laughs> yeah, you already hear the. Good. You already hear the stuff we say. That ignorant. Wait till you hear the stuff we yeah. don't. Yeah. So I have a bad feeling that it might be Lizzie that doesn't make it, and it's childbirth actually that does her in. So that leaves Saul to be the one to kind of carry the torch and live on. So I kind of think Saul might make it. Bert? Oh, I don't know. I kind of have a feeling he might go out in a marine blaze of glory. No particular specifics on that. I just kind of have a feeling it might be the one that he... And it probably ends up being a, a confrontation with Scratch. Oh, and that's our first awkward silence. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that. That's, that's, that's because I'm talking to the mute button, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about just another uh, prediction question? What What do you guys think is going to happen with uh, Victor? Oh. What do you mean? Survival, non-survival. Oh, okay. Uh, living or dying, I gotcha. Man, with all the other soldiers gone, I mean, he's probably going to have to fill one of those roles. Hmm. For a little while, for sure. Well, let's see. So he's got a romantic interest in Kelly. What else is What else is in this character that he's fiercely mm-hmm. devoted to Saul? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. his best man. Yeah, I, I think I, he'll I think survive. Probably gonna make it. I think he'll make it. Now, the the one that's kind of is probably scratch out of everyone. Probably might be the one that everybody's theorized the most about. The feeling that I've got, I don't know, mysterious storytelling and whatnot. I, something I've mentioned before in the forums before is I wonder if we're ever going to hear from Scratch again or if she's just going to end up being some kind of faceless, ghostly specter that the the crew is afraid of and we might never hear from her again and it's one more unsolved mystery of L.A. Oh, that would that would drive me crazy. Hmm. I don't know. I'm just going to say that we'll hear from her at least one more time, just based on the way she talked in the interview. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I guess that's cheating, but, yeah. Yeah, it kind of is. Have, uh, you know. Insider trading. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to jail for that one. How about Datu? Is Datu, any chance he lives? I, I shouldn't say any chance. Is he going to die or is he going to live? Well, I mean, I, I mentioned it before. I, you know, the whole drinking from the well again thing. I, I strongly suspect that he might end up, you know, having to get the mercy shot, the mercy injection. Um, I don't want him to go, but you know, looking the way the story's going, um, I think he's, I think he's a goner. <laughs> you know, you. I, I think if any character's lined up for self-sacrifice, it's, it's Datu. Mm-hmm. So one way or another, I think that's probably gonna play a hand. Let's see. How about Pegs? She was brought up. I didn't bring her up this time. Huh. I don't know. She's... You know what? It, despite the character's hiatus for a large portion of the um, third season, she's um, been a pretty, fairly prominent main character throughout most of the story, but now with most of uh, what we've heard in season four so far... She's kind of a background character, and we don't get to hear from her much anymore. I don't even... Yeah, I, th- I think she's going to make it. She's just going to be in the background, you know. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. But <laughs> <laughs> if you need some dot nets. <laughs> <laughs> what? I was trying to think of the rest of it. A fatty? Is, wouldn't, like, a website being a fatty be part of it? I don't know. Do <laughs> uh, you think Randy could be a good guy? Well, I posted in the chat earlier... I think it was uh, either Lit or Todd while they were giving that answer. Good, bad, good, and evil, it really depends on your point of view. Um, To go back to a uh, Star Wars quote, Hmm. Um, he's different than the regulars or the specials, that's for sure. He certainly seems to be a smart one. The original, the the character as shown with uh, Michael's flashback is definitely seems to be a pretty sharp guy. But as to whether he's good or evil or what his role is in this, I don't really know, and it's hard to say because, again, you know, the, you know, the whole good and evil, it's perspective. Um, does he have his own agenda? Probably. I'll definitely say that. As far as whether he's good or evil, I can't really even comment because I don't really know what his perspective is. Okay, uh, let me define it better then as far as what I'm looking for in this question. Is, uh, is Randy going to help the survivors or would he help Ink or the zombies? I think, yeah, I think he, yeah, t- with with that clarification, I think that, yeah, I think he is trying to, in some crazy zombie way, smart zombie way, try to help. Okay. Um, yeah. 
And uh, one of our last questions is Skittles a bad guy? And I don't know. Kind of along the same lines, is that is he gonna be a detriment to the survivors on purpose? <laughs> yeah, not not intentionally. No, I mean if he pops back up again, he may cause problems for the group. But you know, as we saw with his original introduction, I believe it was back oh, chapter ten or eleven when they were heading to. Um, was it the hospital? I think it was. No, to the arena, rather. When they first ran into him heading to the arena, he was he was off in a bad way, as mentally state-wise. Um, but then when Kalani and Angel ran into him again, he was um, better. Still not all there, but he was better. So if we, if, if we see him again, he's I, I'm going to say he's probably still a little not quite right in the head, but he'll probably be a little bit better, maybe a little bit more cognizant of what he's doing, what he's saying, so I don't think he would either intentionally or unintentionally do something um, okay. if he's a good guy. Now, if he's not, I mean, there's there's no way of knowing. Okay, so uh, last one, I have good ending, question mark, and is it defined by the survivors uh, beating the zombies, I guess I could say? They're going to get some level of closure. I think they will someone, at least one person, because, you know, we have at least one person narrating the story, you know, probably Michael. There's going to be a handful of people that are going to make it through till the end. Um, they're going to probably defeat Ink in some glorious fashion, but um, there's still going to be a lot of fallout left over. There's still going to be zombies roaming about the city, probably a few special infected, maybe even one or two. I think, actually, that's all that's left is two of the uh, numbered Inklings. Um, they're going to have some level of victory, but nothing that, I mean, were I a survivor in that position, not the level of victory that I would have hoped for. All right, we've got a question from the, the chat I was going to post to you guys, and it's another kind of tinfoil hat thing, I think, and it's, it's Deacon, and he says uh, he wants to know, he wants to know about some Mr. Whiskers theories. Do you guys have any of those? <laughs> I just want Mr. Whiskers back. I want him back so bad. Oh, Edward Scissor Kitty. <laughs> I'm, that, I'm way into cats, so yeah. Oh, I love cats too. That cat is hanging around the crater of what used to be the tower and is getting fatter and fatter as it every day goes by. <laughs> Please don't tell me he's eating corpses. Well, every well, cat is just waiting for you to die. Mm-hmm. There's a book about that. Yes, there is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <it's a> noble. <laughs> yep. Maybe Mr. Whiskers will claw out Ink's eyes. <laughs> yeah, he, he's what takes down the zombies in the end. <laughs> or maybe all the, the zombies will be uh, knocked out by uh, toxoplasmosis. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> is that feline uh, AIDS? No, it's a, it's a disease, hey, hey. <laughs> it's a disease oh, you yeah. pick up from cat litter. Yeah, that's the one that they've investigated and discovered that mice that are infected with toxoplasmosis are actually less afraid of cats, yeah. making them easier prey and food for cats. And they've that's discovered, yeah, they've discovered this, a similar effect in humans that are uh, have tested positive for toxo have been known to be more uh, appreciative of cats. Yeah, it induces uh, complacency and takes away the element of fear. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Wow, I think everybody learned something tonight. <laughs> Actually, let me do some digging real quick. Uh, Grognard posted a thing on that a while, like a long while back. Uh, I could probably put up the uh, exact information. Okay, but cool. So, yeah, I was, yeah, I was really hoping he was going to be on the chat tonight. Mm -hmm. We've been trying to nail down a time for him to just come on and do a quick 15 to 30 minute show about the crows because it's such a, a fun theory, I guess you could say. Maybe... It sounded like you guys didn't like it so much, but... I love the crow thing. Yeah. <laughs> now that, that's fun. On the other hand, I, I would love it if Casey is just trolling us. <laughs> yeah. I think he is here lately. I've heard all sorts of bird noises. <laughs> yeah, he said... I think he said, or, or maybe it's just a crow, or... <laughs> or a... Yeah, you see, you know, the funny thing bird. is... The funny thing is that some of the... Okay, not a lot, but there's a couple of items here and there that I've heard people talk about and post on the forums that I don't remember hearing in the uh, you know in the original uh, broadcast of the podcast. Now, there's something I posted in the Hive, uh, one of the pictures. It's a screen capture 
of what I think is a Tumblr post. And this guy suggested, if I were an author, what I would do is release a book with ten different endings, each with a varying degree of uh, rarity, and then sit back and watch the fans argue about how the, um, how the story ended. And then announce, come out publicly and say that I had done this, and then say that there was a, an eleventh ending that actually hadn't been released, and then watch the fans scramble as they try to find it. Oh, so, talk about a troll. Yes, indeed. Now, keeping that in mind with you know, not remembering having heard some of these things that uh, others are talking about, I really wonder if there are differing versions or varying versions of the podcast that have been released. I mean, this is really tinfoil hatty, but I, you know... Casey's really sneaky with his storytelling sometimes, and I kind of wonder maybe if there might be something to that. <laughs> what the heck, man? That's the first <laughs> I've heard of that one. That sounds really cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, that even goes into our whole uh, spectrum analyzer theories oh, about looking. Yeah. At, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whoa, 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 okay, what? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Red. Okay, so there's a uh, there's a song by I think Apex Twin called Equation. Yep. And what the artist did is he had a picture of his face injected into the music that can only be seen if you listen to the song while running it through a spectrum analyzer, an audio spectrum analyzer. So that's another one of the little tinfoil hatty things that I did. I actually got a spectrum analyzer program to work on my laptop, and I've been listening and watching a couple of the episodes in the spectrum analyzer, and I posted screen captures of some of my results, and somebody pointed out, I might have even been Casey, that they saw a face in the spectrum sound wave um, graphic representation. That is awesome. <laughs> After he yeah. hit the Fibonacci sequence in a, mm -hmm. one of the mm -hmm. recent shows, uh, I wouldn't put it past him at this point. Yep. True. <laughs> That's so much fun. Hey, guys. Now, think... now it makes me about wonder if there are any uh, hidden messages in the cover art. Mm-hmm. There's got to be. Yeah, that's, that's also something I've been wondering about. That's a field called steganography. Yes. And it's used in a cr encryption and secret messages. Um, I it's, it's posted somewhere in the forum. I mentioned it somewhere. I'll have to dig it back out Is again. Is that not the one where you, uh, you hide puzzles not even expecting them to be found? Or is that something sort else? of. Um, steganography, what it allows you to do, it allows you to embed a secret message inside, usually, uh, most popularly, inside a, uh, like, say, a JPEG, inside a picture. Mm -hmm. And and it's not like, say, the metadata or the, uh, you know, right-click properties, detailed information stuff. It's actually encrypted into the picture itself. Out using various methods, some channels and drop pixels, and sometimes it could very well be in Morse code and varying, um, you know, varying spectra, different colors, that kind of a thing. Um, I've asked something else. I've also tried my hand at to see if there might just happen to be something in there. Um, they usually require passwords. Um, there's a free one online. I've I've ran the uh, the uh, the bust picture of ink through it. I, unfortunately, I didn't get anything out of it, but um, I don't know. I would just want to know what kind of hidden message we would get out of the uh, MS Paint uh, covers from, <laughs> from the first <laughs> two episodes. Yeah. Uh, uh, is he going to go back and fix those? Uh, I thought he mentioned something about that for the paid release versions. Mm -hmm. I yeah. think um, user on the forum, Abay Arts, I think I might be pronouncing that right, um, I think there might have been discussion with uh, Casey and Abay Arts to use some of his artwork for his minimalist We're Alive posters. I, I could be wrong, but it would be very, very cool if he did. Yeah, that would be. That really would be. Anybody else have any uh, closing thoughts before we close this up? Jeremy? No, drawing a blank, really. Hey, Todd? Yeah, um, this was very cool, for sure. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. Very, this very cool. Fun. I mean, that's just something we need to say, is this needs to happen more often, for sure, when time allows, I guess. Yeah. Cool, and yeah, Redbeard and I were talking about that earlier today, is we don't want this to be the only time we do this, and try to fight, figure out some kind of schedule, whether it be once a month or chapter ending, we don't really know yet. 
that's probably what I would lean for toward is uh, why couldn't you do it on the off uh, weeks? Yeah, that sounds good. Only, only reason I can think of is sometimes we get a little burned out editing, and it's nice to have that week off, but other than that... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of editing, just out of, just out of curiosity, so how many um, fan cast episodes is this live cast going to end up being? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, we're going to have to cut it up and find the cliffhangers and figure out how to you know, end them on those. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Uh, I don't know, we're, we're, we're over two hours now. Wow. It could be, it could be, um, see, I don't know. Hey, Redbeard. Yeah. This has gone pretty well, and there's not, we didn't have a lot of junk that we'd have to cut out. I might just cut out a lot of the silence, you know, automatically and just release it as is. And if people don't like it, invite feedback (laughs) and see if people don't like it, and then we can can edit it after that. Yeah, sounds good to me. What if somebody somebody said something that was talked over? I just said the fans are going to hate us. (laughs) Oh. Well, I don't know. To to go back to something Nick Voodoo said once in reference to uh, another, I think one of the uh, one of his podcasts, a meat and girth. <laughs> that is awesome. I think it's gonna work out well. I mean, I I think it's fine. Hey, Eric, you have any any parting thoughts for us? Uh, well, I can't wait to get all the corrections. <laughs> oh my goodness, he's gonna. Ha- he, I think his little. Uh, Oh, I shouldn't say little, but his thumbs are going to be hurting trying to tweet us all the all the corrections there oh, yeah. that we made. I'm sure y'all are y'all are spot on. <laughs> oh, I doubt except it. that except I couldn't remember Leslie for some unknown reason. <laughs> <laughs> you said you said Blair. Yeah, I mean, I've I've got a moleskin notebook like right here in front of me, and I'm like you know, taking notes, and and I can't remember a character name. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't feel bad about it. Um and. I kind of I didn't even think about this, but somebody just said Nick. So, and I know you guys are big W and D fans. Go back further than we do with them for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, Todd just dropped. Hey, Todd, join back up real quick if you want to say something. But uh, I see that they said they were going to close up their their podcast, maybe do one more for the the, the contest. But I just wanted to say uh, thanks to those guys and and girls, of course, mm-hmm. for the work they did with the years <laughs> when we're alive and enhancing the experience for everybody that wanted to listen. I'm sure that y'all might have something you want to say. Indeed. Uh, miss you guys. Nick, Britt, I hope, uh, hope you get a chance to listen to this one. Miss you guys. Um, I understand that life happens in spades sometimes for better or for worse. But uh, I understand you got to get that taken care of. But uh, miss you guys. I'll second that. And Todd, uh, Todd dropped and he's back in here now. Todd, uh, you still in? Can we hear you? Okay, there we go. Okay. I'm back. We were just throwing some love to We're Not Dead uh, before we closed out and thanking them for what they did. You wanted to add? Yeah, um, actually, perfect timing. Uh, yeah, for sure. It's good It's good that they finally came forward and said uh, that they can't do it anymore, which is completely understandable. You know, you only have so much time in the day. Um, it, it, but definitely... It, we need a way to con- unite all the fans as a group, you know, and some place they can turn to. So it's good that you guys are doing what you're doing and definitely keep doing what you're doing. And we're all, as as a whole, the forum is completely behind you. You know, obviously based on, you know, you've managed to pull Redshirt from the forums tonight, which, <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Which, that's, you know, that's, that's saying something because he's really not... That I'm aware of, not present on you know Twitter or Facebook or anything like that. So we all have your back and keep doing what you're doing. Agreed, and definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I said, it sucks that we're not dead. Is you know on semi permanent hiatus. I'm doing error quotations, uh, but this show must go on, and people want content. You know, so yeah, that's about all I can say for them. I could uh, see what you're saying and appreciate your kind words. Oh yeah, for sure. Definitely. And you guys, uh, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say you guys are sort of the the, the voices of the fans now, and uh, you know now that WND is gone, we have to rely on you. But there's one other thing we have to rely on you guys for. You guys are crucial in the fight for a musical episode. Oh God! <laughs> oh, yes. 
flips table. Uh, <laughs> not so fast, I, my friend. I, I posted a comment to that at some point recently in the past couple of days. I originally, you know, Buffy once more with feeling, yeah, that's great, and I was kind of on board with the idea, but I don't know. I'm getting a little table flippy myself. Right now, I'm just on board for the the trolling aspect of it. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's got a lot of value to it. But, I mean, we've, Redbeard and I have talked about this, and you've heard us, I'm sure. What What if, even after it's all said and done, if they come back and do just a Burt Fever Dream standalone musical, and he sells it for a dollar and makes well, whatever <laughs> to help fund his next project? I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Casey pointed, or he posted on the forums, uh, I guess probably to gauge our uh, feelings and reactions to the idea, uh, single, self-contained uh, mini-sodes, no narration uh, stories, uh, I think, that were meant to be put in the uh, We're Alive universe, and uh, yeah, it sounds like a pretty good idea. I'm on board with that, so something to that effect may, to a degree, already be in the works. I think I'd pay a dollar to get that, uh, to get a three-part chapter outside of the storyline. I didn't clarify this last week, but like outside of the next six chapters, there being a side chapter created mm -hmm. about the prison, or not the prison, but inside the jail at Twin Towers, and hearing about their last stand and probably building up characters and that, that, that could be really cool, as well as a lot of other things that have happened. Yeah. And uh, you guys know the beauty of after this whole project ends is so long as we just keep it as it's a fan fiction, you know, basically something inspired by We're Alive, uh, anybody could do what they want to and post it to the forum as a fan fiction. You know, be that just a written journal entry or be that a YouTube clip or be that their own produced uh, version of, okay, this is how the outbreak started it back in uh, 2009. You know, the the possibilities are endless as far as actual fan fictions of what, how you would tell the story in your area. So, I mean, that's fully possible. I mean, the kind of the skies are endless as far as, you know, content. Yeah, I, I kind of started to go down that path thinking up fan fiction as to what my reaction and what would happen in my area. Um, at the time, I was living in Atlanta. You know, first got introduced to the series, listened to the, you know, at that point, the entire thing within a couple of days. Got really super excited about it. Started thinking up plot lines and characters and so on and so on. Looking up stuff online, figuring out how it would happen in this area. And then all of a sudden, I stopped myself and said, oh, wait there's already a zombie story happening in Atlanta. This would not... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I had some pretty good ideas, but... Oh, zombie story in Atlanta. Oh, what? Another one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. That is excellent. All right, guys. I guess we're going to go ahead and wrap it up then. I want to say thank you again to all the fans of We're Live that joined us tonight, and... We had a nice active chat room and a very active uh, YouTube live stream as well. So thanks again, guys. Oh, hey, no problem. Um, I've heard call-outs before to have fans come on for the uh, shows, but you know, I kind of I was a bit hesitant to like you know put my name forward because I didn't really want to come off as hey, look at me, look at me. But you know, when I got the invite in my inbox tonight, I was like, oh hell yeah, I'm there. I'm so oh, there. <laughs> and yeah, that's cool. And you've definitely added a lot to it. Thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah, this Absolutely. has been a blast. It has. And so uh, hopefully we can look forward to doing this again. I'm just going to guess if, if we do do it, it would be once a month. If not, we'll do it a couple more times before uh, before we wrap it up. Any, do you have anything else, Redbeard? No, that's that's it. All right. Let's see. Uncomfortable silence as I check my notes for any closing notes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hid my notes from myself somewhere. Oh, no, I'm looking at last week's notes. That's why. Oh. <laughs> I do that constantly. <laughs> nope. That is it. So that was episode 28 of the Weird Life Fancast. Great. I guess we'll probably end it there. So thanks again, guys. Awesome. Thanks for inviting me. It's been real fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, no man. For sure. <laughs> the worst part's going to be when I listen back to this and hear my own voice. It's <laughs> <laughs> taking a, a lot of getting used to, on my part at least. Oh, you know, something I forgot to bring up was uh, 
Somebody brought up broadcast button yet. We can still do it. Somebody somebody suggested that we auto tune one of the episodes. Oh god! (laughs) (laughs) That would be classic. There's your musical right there. Done. Oh my goodness. Now, uh, have you stopped the recording? Not yet. Do you want me to? Uh, For what I'm about to say, yeah, probably. All right, that's it, guys. There's your cliffhanger. Thanks for listening to the We're Alive Fancast. If you would like to send feedback to the show, you can email us at we'realive at mickred.com, and we will read your mail on the show. We want to know what you think about We're Alive each week. Tweet us or email us your theories and reactions to that week's show. You can tweet us at, at WAFancast. Visit our website at mickred.com. Mickred is always spelled... M-I-C-K-R-E-D. You can find the We're Alive Fancast on Facebook. Just search We're Alive Fancast. Special thanks to Kevin McLeod for letting us use his song Ghost Apocalypse in this podcast. This has been a Mick Red production.